Hi. Hello. Happy summer 2018. Happy meatball day. It's meatball season. Is it? It's season. It's It's not really. Too hot to turn on the oven, but I've done it anyway. Yes, same. Especially in the name of butter and jam. You're listening to Butter and Jam, a show about food by and for people who love to eat. My name is Katie. And I'm Amanda. Meatballs. Love them. I love them. And so many variations, which we'll talk about. So many variations. Why, what made you think of this topic? We, I think we both make meatballs a lot because it's a really fast weeknight meal. Like often they just cook a lot faster than like making a whole meatloaf. I'm sorry. Do you make a meatloaf very often? Yes. (laughs) Do you? Sure. What do you do? Oh, um, I make. So you caramelize onions, and then you mix it with like ground X meat, chicken, turkey, Mm -hmm. beef, and then you add um, an egg and breadcrumbs and ketchup, Mm -hmm. and it's so good. And Serious Eats is the. the author of that recipe, and I found out about it from my mom. Oh. Do you do you like put it, make it in a loaf shape, and then slice, <laughs> serve it sliced? Well, not lately. I usually just form it into little balls. Oh, meatloaf yeah. balls, meatloaf balls. Huh. Well, yeah, I make meatballs all the time. I know, but I've made a lot of like very subpar meatballs. I think. I think the trick is salt. Well, that's not a problem for me. <laughs> but sometimes I make them because I, I think like, oh, I just I make these all the time and I just kind of do it by feel. Like no recipe. Whatever. Yeah. Throw them in and then they're like super like bone dry. Yeah. I feel like you taught me a recipe for meatballs and yeah. it was just like beef, <laughs> balsamic vinegar. Mm-hmm. Is this true? Am I right? Salt 100%. and pepper. Was there an egg in it? No. <laughs> and smoked paprika. Yes, 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 smoked paprika. And it came from, the idea came from this recipe I'd read online from this person I follow, like, probably f- five years ago. I read this <laughs> thing where she had gone camping with her family, and they made burgers, and she put vinegar in it, and, like, maybe some, Maybe smoked paprika was my add-in because I love that. But mm-hmm. And then she put cheese in the middle, and she talked about the vinegar made it really tender, and then the cheese in the middle was obviously amazing. I don't think the vinegar would make it tender. Yeah, well, it doesn't, <laughs> apparently. So, but that was, like, what I thought at the time. So that's what I adopted. We, we don't think that along. hamburger patties are meatballs, right? We're not talking about hamburger patties No, today, but I'm saying, like, that <laughs> – no, 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 no. Is this, like, is this like isn't... the debate of like, a, is a hot dog a sandwich? What? It's not. <laughs> 100% it's not. Yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg like chimed in on that debate. That it's not? Mm-hmm. I think Supreme she, Court I think she ruling. ruled it's not. Yeah. <laughs> she ruled. Hashtag SCOTUS. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Let's define it, what a meatball is. Okay. Ground meat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with any kind of protein. 
Yeah. Even fish? In fact, yes, fish. Because that's what I made this week for my test recipe. <gasps> Bonkers. That's we'll talk bananas. about it. Um, okay, so because you can also make like well, tofu balls. I was gonna say lentil falafel. Balls. Oh. Is falafel a meatball? I don't think so. I think it is. Interesting. Well, so I think traditionally, I feel like the most basic definition is a ground animal meat <laughs> with some kind of spices. Mm-hmm. Bound. Bound in some way. Mm-hmm. Egg, breadcrumbs. Vinegar. Vinegar. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, and then shaped into balls ranging in size from like marbles yes to golf ball tennis balls sure tennis balls but even log shaped kofta kofta right yeah yeah it doesn't have to be spherical okay so any kind of ground meat formed together and cooked yes but not a patty meatball but it's not a patty and it's not a meatloaf but you can make a meatball sandwich yes but it's that. different than a burger. I also it's like usually meatloaf sandwiches. Soft. Just, just throwing it out there. Sure. Extra mayonnaise. So when I was looking up some background on meatballs, yeah. one of the Google recommendations of a search was, what does it mean when someone says, he's a meatball? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard no, that term? No, did you find that in like the Urban Dictionary? No. What it was, does it mean? It just means like a goofy person. <laughs> <laughs> like space balls? Yeah, he's a meatball. He's a real meatball. <laughs> I like saying it with an Italian accent. He's a meatball. Yeah. Well, maybe that's he is. Good to know. <laughs> um, should we talk about the history of meatballs? Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay, great. History. They're very old. Yes. I think it's traced back to like the fourth or fifth century, the ancient Roman Empire. And there was a collection of recipes, and it included several varieties of meatballs from everything from cuttlefish to chicken. Cuttlefish. I'm I'm gonna that's I'm gonna crazy. go with fish meatballs. Okay, but let me just say I've got us also in a Chinese recipe for joy meatballs, which whose history dates back to 221 BC. Whoa. Pretty old. How do you think they ground the meat up? You think they like took a rock and just like whack, whack, whack? Yeah, or just like ripped it <laughs> with their hands, or, or like had a they like chewed it up and they then had, like spit a it knife, out. like a rock knife. <laughs> yes. No, I mean rock these knife. are like advanced cultures, and they're this is probably a super offensive. Like they had like a rock. <laughs> they had like a tooth of like a saber tooth tiger. <laughs> Um, but Italian meatballs, those are called polpettes. So is that the one that can be like marble size? So those are like the little, <clears throat> no, that one's called polpeltines. And those are as small as marbles. Like an Italian wedding soup, right? But I don't think of that as, well, I've never been to Italy. Please what? Just say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so shocked. Um, but I didn't think of Italian wedding soup as like having teensy little meatballs. What? Yeah. Am I just wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. What did you think it was just? 
I think I'm thinking of matzo ball soup, actually. Can we I add that to the meatballs? Yeah, no. Um, matzo ball soup is different than Italian wedding soup. Yeah, I'm realizing that now. Talk to me about Italian wedding soup. Does it have noodles? I think it has like, oh God, I don't want to upset people, but like orzo, like a small, like small rice slash noodle mm-hmm. situation. An escarole. Oh, and yeah. Tiny little meatballs. And a delicious broth. And it's really good. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so polpettes were really popular in the Abruzzo region. And they were mostly eaten, polpettes are eaten as the main course of the meal, but they weren't really served with like pasta, but in a light soup broth, right? Those are the big ones. Yes. And then um, it could vary from like turkey to fish, any kind of meat. But um, I think that the Italian meatball, which is what we're really familiar with now, um, that is usually like pork, beef, veal. Mm -hmm. And Italian immigrants who came over to America, they came up with this recipe. And originally it was like a way to stretch out meat. So they would use canned tomatoes with the sauce and they would add like bread, just ways to sort of bulk up the portion. Mm. Um, And then as, you know, the average family paycheck got a lot bigger, then the meatballs became a lot larger and denser. Interesting. And then, so in Italy, like no spaghetti and meatballs? I don't think so. I think that's very Mm Italian-American. Yeah. I mean, leave it to us to like... Carb it up. Make it bigger, add some carbs. <laughs> right. Um, but let's talk about all the different varieties of meatballs around the world. It's just every culture has a ball. What were we talking about in another episode where we're like every every country, every culture has their own – was it dumplings? Yes. Yes. There's like ravioli and then potstickers. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes meatballs are like dumpling filling. Yes. Naked dumplings. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Totally. So what are some, I think the the first things that I think of other than Italian meatballs Mm -hmm. are like Swedish meatballs. Totally. Thanks, Ikea. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Ikea. And that's like served with mashed potatoes and lingonberry jam. Lingonberry jam and like a gravy. And I had them in Sweden. Oh my gosh. Tell me yes. about it. I don't think you ever told me about it actually. Really? Yeah. So we went to a restaurant called Made in Sweden. Um, but it was like a kind of pub vibe. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like a, it sounds like a tourist trap, but it <laughs> yeah. didn't feel like it. It felt like like a towny pub. Mm-hmm. And... And I got meatballs because I was like, it's time here. And in made in Sweden. In Sweden. (laughs) And it was delicious. It's heavy. It's like they're super dense, right? They're dense. And then it's like a mushroom gravy. So it's not tomato. It's like mushroom, forest mushrooms. Mm. Um, like a flower, like a roux. Like a roux, like a dark roux. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. And but then the jam is like really tart and like kind of lightens it up. Yeah. It was delicious. I love that. And it felt familiar to me. Yeah. Did it taste different than what you got at Ikea? 
Have I had meatballs from Ikea? What? I don't you know. You go to I Ikea have. all the time. No, but it, not to eat. Do you get the cinnamon? What, what do you mean not to eat? What else do you do at Ikea? Sometimes I get a chocolate bar in line. <laughs> <laughs> milk or dark? Milk. Oh, my God. I love milk chocolate. No. Have we done a chocolate episode? <laughs> no. Um, I love Swedish meatballs from Ikea. You can get them frozen. And they serve like the gravy on the side oh. and you buy the lingonberry jam and then you can make it at home. Yeah. And you just make your potatoes. But around the world, one of my favorites uh, is Chinese lion's head meatballs. Oh, yeah. Have yes. you had these? No, you, but you've made them. I'm obsessed with it. There's a recipe in a cookbook we love. Yes. It's called Lucky Peach 10 Easy Asian Recipes. Oh, 10? 101. <laughs> And plus, my eyesight is pretty bad. Um, yeah, I honestly, made that's them. a fantastic cookbook. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, because they give you a list of items that you should keep in your pantry in order to cook from that cookbook, and there's different levels of what to what to buy. There's like the basics, the intermediate, and like, oh, you want to cook some Chinese recipes? <laughs> get these ingredients. Get, get some. into it. I don't get, know. Get a walk. Yeah, they have that too. So what, tell us about, tell us. Okay, Lion's so head. in Lion's Head Meatballs, there is pork, always ground pork, scallions, soy sauce, sugar, shoujing wine. Do you have that? No. It, I, it's like a cooking wine, kind of like a sherry, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, garlic, ginger, salt, sesame oil, egg, and cornstarch to bind it all together. Cornstarch. And usually brown it, and then... In that recipe, I think they cook it with cabbage, and mm. then you serve it with steamed Yum. rice. And honestly, like scallions, garlic, ginger, ah, the best. The best. Add some soy sauce, so good. Are they really big? No, I'd say they're like golf ball size. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if if you, ha- I think I did see a picture where they serve it in China, and it's like a very big one, and just in a bowl, and mm. kind of eat it that way. Yeah. Um, but it basically tastes like the inside of a dumpling. Yum. Yeah, very good. Um, Kofta, we mentioned that. So, Middle Eastern. Yeah. India to Morocco. Those are usually more of a log shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, I wouldn't say a log. I don't know. Maybe this log-y. is wrong, but like a. Um, it's like tapered on the end. Yes, right? Like a turd. Like an. Uh, mm, sure. <laughs> or less culturally offensive, like an egg. But smaller. What? Like an egg shape. <laughs> what? <laughs> like an oval, but it's... Okay. Yeah. 3D. Definitely. They're right. delicious. That usually has like cinnamon in it, right? Yeah. And like cumin. Yes. Allspice, paprika, garlic, herbs. Cinnamon in ground beef. Obsessed. It's so good. I'm so obsessed with it. Um, I love Greek food and there's a dish called moussaka where it has eggplant and potatoes and the ground beef is usually sauteed with um, cinnamon and it has like a bechamel sauce and it is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. And I would say kofta usually lamb or beef. I think so. Maybe goat? Sure. Yeah. Um, What else? Japanese yakitori. Have you had, have you been to like a yakitori restaurant? Yes. So good. Usually like chicken thighs. I love that. Ground up and like a sweet and. Like a skewer. Sweet soy sauce. Yep. Like a skewer. Totally. Those and that's so like good. Japanese street food. Mm-hmm. 
delicious and super oh little. Yeah. When I think of yakitori, I think like I'm going to spend a ton of money and leave hungry. <laughs> right? Like when you get skewers? Yeah, you get there like are a ton of yakitori in like Japanese restaurants on St. Mark's in New York hmm. in the East Village. I think you just didn't order well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds right. Um, what else? Bo Vien is Vietnamese and it's hmm. usually served in pho or pho. Um, so that would be more like poached in the broth probably? Yep, yep, yep. I don't know what kind of meat it is made from. Pork. Okay, great. Spanish albondigas. I don't know. Albondigas. Albondigas? Yeah, I only know that from a movie that I loved in college called All the Real Girls. They talk about <clears throat> albondigas, meatball oh. soup. Great. But I've never had that. <laughs> so yeah, meatballs, every culture, very, very old. Resourceful, fast, delicious. Yes. Can feed a lot of people. Totally. Can add a lot of fillings. I think it's just, it's like less labor, way, way less labor intensive than like making a dumpling. But you got to roll all those balls. Do you remember when you had a dumpling party? Yeah. It was really fun. It was really fun and delicious. Everyone was involved. It I was think we lot. ate at like 10 p.m. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of folding. Yeah. A lot of folding. Maybe have a meatball party next time. Actually, for my 30th birthday party, I did make lamb meatballs because it was a Moroccan thing. Those were delicious. Thanks. But it take you forever to roll them out? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, oh, to roll them out? Yeah. I made like two sheep hands worth of ground lamb meatballs, mint and garlic. Mmm. First memory. What's your first memory of meatballs? The first thing that came to mind was going to the old spaghetti factory with my nana and papa Aww. and my sister. And yeah, just I used classic. to love that place. So was it it was national? It was all over the country? Yeah, but I didn't know about it till I moved to Nashville okay. in college. So not in Asheville. Didn't have it. Um, definitely in LA. I think it closed down. But yeah, spaghetti and meatballs. We also, there's a family restaurant um, that we still go to all the time called Antonio's Mm -hmm. in the San Fernando Valley. Heard you talk about it. Love it so much. And they have really good meatballs, spaghetti meatballs, but they also made meatball pizza. Have you ever had a meatball on a pizza? No. Just like sausage or or maybe, but I think of it as like it's sliced. Sliced, totally. Is it that? Yeah, it's that. Yeah. Delicious. Delicious. (laughs) And then the Ikea, Swedish meatballs. Mm-hmm. You went to Ikea as a child? Yes. Wow. My mom used to take me. I mean, not like five so years hip. old, but like we definitely went when I was in middle school and high school and to the Burbank, Ikea. Mm. I loved going to the showrooms. Fancy. <laughs> is that fancy? Is that, I don't know. I think Burbank <laughs> is like a fancy place. Burbank. <laughs> what are your first memories of meatballs? So... I was thinking about it, and I was like, we didn't have spaghetti and meatballs growing up. What is my first memory? And then it's because my mom made Polish meatballs. <gasps> yes. And all the time. So my so I was super young when I first started having those, and that was like my intro to meatballs, and I loved them. Mm-hmm. And I would help her roll them out and loved the smell of raw, raw beef. meat. <laughs> Just really loved it. And... That recipe, I asked her to send it to me because my memory of it was like 
you roll the meat, then you roll, like you make all the balls and then you roll it in flour Mm -hmm. and then you brown them. Mm -hmm. They have, my parents had an electric wok that we would use. Mm -hmm. So you brown them in that. And then she just sent me the recipe earlier and it's a can of golden mushroom soup. This is like a Campbell's thing. So I think it's like the Swedish, like, it's yeah. like a roux yeah. in a can. Mm-hmm. Um, onion, a can of evaporated milk. What? And then once that can is empty, then you fill it with whole milk. And you, like, dump it all into the wok. So were they sweet? Is evaporated milk sweet? Or am I thinking of sweet and condensed, sweet and condensed milk? milk. Okay. Yeah. Evaporated milk. I don't know what it is. It's like a thin milk. Hmm. I have no idea what it is, but it's in a can. Okay. It's a dairy product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it you simmer it for an hour. Wow. Until the gravy thickens up. In the mushroom soup? Yeah, the golden mushroom. Oh. And they were delicious, and we would have it over rice. Cool. We, that was in our normal rotation, so I had that a lot. Yeah. Beef. And beef. Only beef. Yep. Did you eat pork growing up? Of course you did. You had bacon. Bacon and barbecue, like North Carolina vinegar barbecue. Mm-hmm. Ground pork? Pulled pork. But like did a you pork ever shoulder. Eat ground pork? Sausage. Mm, yeah. But not, I don't think, I don't, I can't think of anything where my parents would buy ground pork. Mm-hmm. I kind of think beef was the only ground meat. Yeah. And it's funny in this res, like written recipe card that she sent me, it just says one pound ground meat, but I think that just like exclusively means beef. Beef in, in your family. Yeah. And they were very good. So yeah, that was my main meatball exposure for a really long time. And then maybe I had like, I think we would have spaghetti sometimes, but like we had like a meat sauce, not with meatballs. Mm, mm-hmm. And then my first memory of having like, what you're describing as like the standard Italian, like veal, pork, and beef mm-hmm. meatball was in college. My friend Steven was working for this lawyer, and he and his wife hosted a dinner party, and I went for some reason, and they made their Italian, Italian-American, made these meatballs like super traditional, giant, it was like the best thing I had ever had and did, could never have conceived of something <laughs> like that before. It was like, what is this? Yeah. Maybe that was also my f- one of my first experiences of like a dinner, a hosted dinner with people who really love to cook. Yeah. And that's why it stuck out to you. Yeah. And it just felt like a re- it was like a small, small-ish gathering and it was like really great food and just sitting around a table that's what you love to do now. I love you love it. hosting dinner parties. Yeah, I do. It's the best. Ding. <laughs> yeah. The lab. Okay, let's talk about meatballs. Okay. To brown? Yes. Or not to brown? I think to brown. Mm. And I was reading from Serious Eats, which is a great website, focuses a lot on the science behind cooking. They had a whole meatball week. You guys should check it out because they talk about 20 different varieties of meatballs and he made like the ultimate meatball recipe which seemed very labor intensive to me but Kenji. to each their own yeah Kenji um, 
But he says definitely brown them, but broiling them in the oven will get the caramelized bits on the outside without deforming them. Because you know how when you brown meatballs on the stovetop, then they end up getting like they flat, get a flat sides bottom sides and become like an octagon. Well, I broiled some meatballs earlier this week and they, and then I went to flip them over and they had a flat bottom. Oh no. So I don't know. Did they have a soggy bottom? It wasn't soggy. <laughs> it was a little soggy. Anyway. Um, well, then maybe that was not but the right so, way. So the idea behind browning them is that it caramelizes the outside. Yeah. So that it just Through adds. Through reaction. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, science. So it just adds like a deeper flavor. Yeah. So you're going to get more flavor, but I also think that it sort of closes off the meatball and keeps the inside really moist. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Kind of seals it. Seals in the mm. juice. Yeah. There, on Bon Appetit, I read a recipe that said to brown it for five minutes, kind of like mm-hmm. turning it on yeah. every side and then simmering it in whatever sauce, if you're doing a tomato yeah. sauce, mm-hmm. for 40 to 50 minutes, which I thought was kind of a long time on low. But your mom made Polish meatballs right. for an hour. Also surprised me. Yeah. Maybe that's why my meatballs are dry too, because I always think it should take like five minutes and I keep cutting them open. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Don't do that. No. Get a thermometer. Also, well, I was going to bring that up because you don't really need to temp meatballs, right? You don't need to have a temperature inside? <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> well, so they just need to not be raw. Uh-huh. Ground meat should come to an internal temperature of 160 degrees, which is higher than like a steak because when it's ground, it has a chance of like cross-contamination or different parts of the cow. So... 160, which is also the same temp for chicken. Okay, but my larger point, I think, is that you don't need to temp, you don't need to like take its temperature to check for doneness. Although you could, or you just cut it open and it's fine. (laughs) And it's fine. Do you? Yeah. You do you. It depends on how many half meatballs you want at the beginning of your dinner. Um, Also, in mixing, yes, you don't want to overmix, correct? Because you can toughen that little puppy up. Yeah, and I was trying to look up like the science behind that. I don't know if you're like building up some of the proteins in the ground meat or what it does, but it definitely toughens the mixture. So one technique is to sort of mix up your wet ingredients or your your non meat ingredients first. Um, and then Kenji actually had a technique where he like he's like he said he tempers he tempers it you know when you <laughs> when you temper something with eggs in it mm-hmm. and so you add a little bit of the eggs just to like warm it up and then you add the rest of the ingredients. Um, this is the kind of same thing where you add a little bit of the meat to mix it up and then you add the rest of the meat to the full mixture That's so that you're not adding everything at once. Sure, I think it's an interesting technique. One of the recipes I made this week, I did mix up all the dry ingredients super well and yeah. then added the meat and then the egg. And I was like, oh, I wish I had mixed the egg in already, but it was fine. <laughs> it was they fine because you cut up in all of them. I cut up in all of them <laughs> <laughs> and they were all fine. No, I only lost one. Cool. 
to cutting. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, I would also say in the lab that there are kind of some standard ingredients. Mm-hmm. Panade? What? <laughs> I don't know what that word is. That's the softened bread with milk. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you usually soak some white bread with milk, and then like once it absorbs the milk, you kind of squeeze it out and then add that to the meat mixture, and you add breadcrumbs to bind it all together. Interesting. So the, the moist milk will make it a moist meatball, and then the dry breadcrumbs will uh, bind it all together. That's super interesting. And Kenji actually said that dry breadcrumbs will make a more dense meatball. So if you don't want that, you can leave it out. So the Bon Appetit recipe for their like test kitchen perfect meatballs, mm-hmm. they soak bread in water. Oh. And then like wring it out like a sponge. Yeah. I think Kenji ended up with buttermilk and he tried a bunch of different recipes like red wine, which he said was terrible. Mm. Milk. Oh, I bet you could taste that still. That sounds pretty gross. Mm-hmm. So yeah, breadcrumbs usually not in my yield balsamic meatballs of yesteryear. <laughs> um, but as discussed, they're a little dry. Um, breadcrumbs, eggs, cheese. I'm down with Parmesan so cheese. So down with that. Yeah. Parsley is a super common mm-hmm. ingredient. Garlic. Garlic. Sometimes too much garlic for me. I've had yeah. meatballs that I'm like, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand. I can understand that. So you can always brown the garlic first. Brown it? Like cook it a little bit. Take yeah, the yeah. edge off. But brown it. That's I'm like sorry. burning. I'm it. sorry. You saute deeply it. misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Meatballs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you can cook them in the oven. Mm-hmm. You can cook them in sauce. Yeah. I often don't make spaghetti and meatballs or like a tomato sauce. I usually I do all kinds of meatballs that I'll just serve like on a plate. Yeah. With like a salad on the side. Totally. Me too. Yeah. I rarely cook it in a sauce. But yeah. I did make a recipe that we'll talk about um, that were simmered in the sauce. Mmm, fish balls. Fish balls. <laughs> Eat this here. In New York City. Yes. Do you have a, a meatball place? So there is a restaurant called the Meatball Shop. I just thought of it when I made that phrase. <laughs> Do you and have a shop that has meatballs? <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They have different kinds of meats, different sauces. Yeah. It's kind of a choose your own adventure. Which exactly. Does that stress you out? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, you can get like sandwiches, pasta, just like have it in a bowl. Yeah. Veggie, ugh, a veggie meatball, like a fake like a veggie, bowl. like a fake meat meatball. That sounds terrible. That sounds gross. Also, like a bowl, like bowl food with meatballs. Yeah, mm. over it. Sounds kind of weird. Mm. Wait, should we? I mean, there is a good falafel place. If I'm sticking to my my theory that it's, a falafel it's is like a meatball, feels wildly wrong. But let's hear it. <laughs> uh, Time is my favorite falafel restaurant. T A I M. And they have three different varieties. They got a green one, a red one, and an orange one. And just like delicious it's toppings. Really good. It's very good. I'm going to stick Not with it. Not a meatball. Could be a meatball. 
Um, Parma's I've never great. had their meatballs. Oh, I have had their meatballs. See, it's been a while. They and were it's like just, really hot like five years ago. Yes. Um, they have a place in lower Manhattan and one in Soho. And I think it's the Upper same West owners side. as, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and they do sliders and hoagies and really good meatballs. And I think it's the same owners as Carbone, which I have a reservation at when my parents are oh, in fancy. And that's supposed to be really good for meatballs, too. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What do you got? I, can, I was struggling to think of a place. But there is a place in my neighborhood in Brooklyn called Della. Mm. That's an Italian place. And they have really good meatballs. And I usually will get an order of meatballs and a side of mashed potatoes. And so have them like Italian meets Swedish. <laughs> and it's great. You bring your own lingonberry jam. Of course. I'm always packing lingonberry <laughs> jam. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's really good. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of my only, the only thing I could think of. You usually make them. It's like I avocado make them toast. Lot. You don't want to go. It's out like and home buy it. food. Yes. Yeah, but certainly, as again previously stated, not claiming that it's because I make the best. Ones. <laughs> it's just because I make them a lot, but mm-hmm. I love them, even yeah. if they're dry. But. <laughs> Make it yourself. So I went against my grain in search of a delicious meatball. Mm-hmm. I made two different recipes this week. Delicious. Really? Yes. Both of them? Both of them. Tell me. Number one, I recently have been on a ground turkey kick. Yeah. Because I never really, I haven't been in a long time, but I recently got some from this grocery that I like that it has like an in-house butchery. So they get whole animals and they do it all themselves. And Mm -hmm. their ground meat is like especially wonderful. At the farmer's market or it's at a market? The green grape in Fort Green. Mm -hmm. It's just like a really great whole animal butchery. And the flavor is amazing. So I got turkey there recently and I thought I just was... What percentage of fat do you get when you buy ground turkey? I don't even think it says. Okay. There. I think... What, like 80? Yeah. I think like... 80-20. 80-20. Yeah. That's usually my ratio for beef, too. Don't yeah. get fat, don't get low-fat meat. Just don't do Never it. Never would I do that. No. I don't know. So but so I was really craving turkey, so I specifically was looking at turkey meatball recipes just to see something like a little off the beaten path of mm-hmm. like spaghetti meatballs. And I found this recipe on Food 52 that was like Plot twist, she uses mayo instead of an egg? An egg or breadcrumbs. <gasps> so that you were, did you see that and you were like, yes, sold. 100% <laughs> mayo, done. So, and it was like a pound of ground turkey and a quarter cup of mayo. Does that seem like a lot to you? No. It didn't, I felt great about it. <laughs> um, and then it had, Garlic, fresh parsley, Parmesan cheese, and the best part, I think, very smart, zest of a lemon. Oh. Lemon zest. (laughs) Um, It just, like, made it really bright and nice. So Mm -hmm. those, I just, I broiled, but my oven broiler is on the bottom. Yeah, mine too. It didn't work super well. I mean, it's basically, it's like you're putting it in a fire, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just an open flame above it, which is just a diff, kind of a different cooking 
than like a broil like an electric broiler. I don't know. They didn't really either. brown. That's all I know. Okay. But it, wait, they do were, you ever use your broiler? That was my first time. Oh, it was a real pain in the ass. You uh-huh. like get down on the ground. Yeah, and it's like boiling hot to the touch, <laughs> and it flops also open. Been like ninety degrees. Yeah, it's very very hot outside. <laughs> very hot inside. There's just like an open flame, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like on the ground with raw meat. It was. It's fine. Everything is fine. Fighting your dog away. He was actually. Fine. Great. Probably because I was the oven was like super Spewing. loud. <laughs> yeah. But so those I thought were delicious. Mm-hmm. They were definitely not light per all the cheese and mayo. Mm-hmm. But to me, it didn't feel like super heavy and they were definitely rich, but not like I'm going to kill myself. And moist. Very moist. Mm-hmm. Extremely moist. Loved it. Cool. Second one I made uh-huh. was lamb meatballs from Bon Appetit, Andy Baragini. Uh-huh. It's a recipe, um, which were really awesome as well. They were like cumin and parsley and garlic, and they're supposed to be spicy with like a red pepper flake, and I didn't have any, but I used Aleppo. So they weren't really spicy, but the but I feel like you'll be proud of me because I followed the recipe to the letter of the recipe, mm-hmm. and I got panko, and I used, I just did it all. Yeah, Like I normally don't do. Yeah. Also with the mayo Normally ones. most of the ingredients for you are optional. 100%. <laughs> but the I, technique. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the technique. But I was like, let's see what happens if you do it. And because I found panko in a bulk bin mm-hmm. at the grocery. So it was like 30 cents for what I needed. <laughs> Um, so the meatballs themselves were really good. It was lamb, and then it was served with a pesto that was like mint and parsley and golden raisins. And, Yum. and then I got my favorite white mustache yogurt, put that on the plate, and then the pesto, and then the balls on top. Oh my gosh, that it was sounds, very good. I feel like I see it in my head. Was it beautiful? It was beautiful. I took a picture to show you. It's like it was nine o'clock at night and really bad lighting. <laughs> Can't wait. Perfect. What about your fish balls? All right. So I made some Colombian fish meatballs, which are called albondigas, which I didn't know. Bondigas. Albondigas. <laughs> um, so I had some white fish that I was defrosting in the refrigerator, and I was like, well, let's make some fish meatballs. So you <clears throat> puree it in a food processor Oof. with <laughs> this is already gross to you. <laughs> With onions, garlic. Raw, like you puree, like you. Yeah, okay. raw. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just, it's fine. With um, garlic, bell pepper, onions. So you puree that in the food processor. Then you add an egg and some breadcrumbs, salt and pepper. Then uh, it had a coconut tomato sauce. So like coconut milk, chopped tomatoes, you saute some onions, garlic, and bell pepper beforehand. I bought a green bell pepper, which like, hello, I never do, but I did it. Yeah, they're the worst. It was fine. Okay. I was into it. Um, It was a novelty. And then you add the chopped tomatoes and coconut milk, and then you simmer the fish balls in the coconut milk sauce with the lid on, and then you flip them over after five minutes, do it again. It's pretty good. It kind of looked like matzo balls. 
Sure. So White. we didn't mention this yet, but do you, you do you use a um, ice cream scooper? To I did for the turkey ones, but I only have a. It made them like pretty big. Mm-hmm. They're like. I don't know, a little bigger than golf ball size. Mm-hmm. And then I did, I hand rolled them for the lamb and they were a little bit smaller. I, I think it's such a fantastic tool to have. Um, it's so fast. You don't have to get your hands dirty and they can all be uniform. So they all cook at the same time as well. So you gave me like three different ice cream scoops that I use all the time. Um, so I did use that, which it, I probably should have formed these by hand because they kind of fell apart a little bit. It in sounds kind of wet with the bell pepper. Yeah. And- well, I mean, the breadcrumbs were in there too, but it was pretty good. The sauce was great. And would I make it again? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Will I ever look at fish and think, let me ground you? Probably not. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, do you have a favorite tomato sauce for? Meatballs? No, but I did make a tomato sauce once with like an Italian grandmother. And I think she used like pork fat Mm. and onions and garlic and just like simmered it for a really long time with the tomatoes and dried basil, dried parsley. Okay. Um, I will usually buy jarred tomato sauce. I think you can get some pretty good ones at the market. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I do like Marcella Hazan's mm. tomato sauce that's super butter? simple. Butter? What is it? Butter, yeah, onion? Yeah, it couldn't be simpler. There's four ingredients. It's like tomatoes, butter, one onion that you just cut in half, and salt. So yeah. it's like, and then you just let it hang out. For a long really time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed also, if you cook meatballs in the sauce, it, the so- and then you don't eat it all that night, mm-hmm. and then you go to eat it the next day, there's definitely like a lot of congealed fat in there. From the meat? Yeah. Sure. I don't hate it. Just the thing I've noticed. Yeah. I mean, fat is good. Fat's back. Mm, fat is back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I'd we, do it all over again. We talked about like all my favorite meatballs. The lion's head, the meatloaf meatballs, classic, cinnamon. I'm into all of it. I was going to make meatballs for the third time, and I felt a little bit <laughs> balled out. <laughs> you were ground meated out. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Try fish next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Butter and Jam. Subscribe on iTunes and visit our website, butterandjampodcast.com, for recipes and restaurant recommendations.